Okay. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Back for another week. Uh, you know, we just going to chill out and, you know, cool out this week, y'all. So those of you listening on the podcast platform, y'all got to do like I do every week. Give her brother, you know, a minute or two to, to share this live stream and, you know, get it correct in. So um, let me share this to my page, share it to groups and do all that stuff. So just give me a minute, y'all. Um, share this damn thing around. Okay, so just give me a second here um, to share this thing on out. As always, thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> got a, we got things started a little bit late, had some guests on, then the guests had, guests had to leave, and it's all sorts of craziness happenings right now. Y'all just uh, give me a, a second. If you are on here, please share the live stream. Get it out there. We're doing things a little bit different today. And um, I, I, I feel like I, I want to do this once in a while. I, I tried it once before. Got so, so reaction to it. But we're going to keep on, keep it on and giving it a shot. So um, just give me a little bit of a second. I just want to share in one other place. So I have these Facebook groups in these places that I kind of disseminate the uh, the podcast. You know, to get some live stream viewers in the mix, get some people watching, paying attention. Um, so, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I left dead air up. It's not supposed to be dead air on the damn thing, but um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to do one last group. I promise. I, I promise that I'm done. <laughs> oh, Lord. There we go. Okay, so um, yeah, we're just going to wrap about one news story real quick and then get on to some general conversation. Today is a more of a chill kickback show got a couple homies on the line ready to jump on a stream today but uh you know we gotta do everything like we do every week which is you know the introduction so welcome to the men like us podcast this is a space that is for men by men aimed uh this is a product that's aimed at men who are attracted to trans women and you know the goal of this channel is really to show the faces opinions thoughts, you know, of men who are openly attracted to trans women and living in their truth. And, you know, to really encourage other men to do the same, join up with us, gain some courage, understand that you're not alone, all that jazz. So, you know, today we're just going to show off our personalities a little bit and just kick it. And um, then we're going to talk about a new story. And then we're just going to launch into more of a general just kickback session. And with this show, uh, the show is going to be different. We are, I am allowing 
guests to, or I'm allowing the audience to come on the show. So um, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, not YouTube, Facebook, the link to join the show is in the, in the description. It's in the caption of the live stream. You can click that link, hop on here, but um, just know that we won't be taking anybody until we reach the second half of the show. So ladies, if y'all got a question and you want the men to answer, you want to hear our perspective on certain things, by all means, drop on, ask your question, and we will, you know, have to boot you back out, and then we'll answer. But, uh, you know, we would love to see y'all pop in here and there, and um should be pretty interesting because normally I don't open the show up like this. So just, I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> so... uh with that said, I'm gonna bring the homies on uh, for this week. First off, uh, both of my, both of these fellas are in Houston, so we finally got all people on the show in Texas. Even though that's not you know the best place in the world right now, I understand that, but you know, still we got to show love. So, bringing on the main man, Ray. What's going on, boy? Hey, what's up, y'all? Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ray used to come on the show. Uh, it's been a minute since you've been on, but you know, I appreciate you hopping back on, bro. Oh yeah, man. I'm always quietly uh, supporting, but you know, I, I felt like uh, you know the the limelight was much better suited for a gentleman like yourself who be in these streets. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I've been ducking the Rona for the last couple of years, so I really ain't been in these streets like that. But yeah, you know, yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Oh man, love having you, bro. Thanks for thanks for giving us your time. Then uh, our second guest of tonight is the homie Adonis. Um, Adonis was on the last stream last week. His camera's not on today, but y'all remember you want to know how we look? Just go on the other show. What's going on, man? What's up, man? I heard you. We were for Texas. It ain't. We ain't in our best moment. Nah. <laughs> no. We got the NRA convention here and all sorts of other craziness and, and, and conservatives is running wild. It's a crazy time. Seriously. Yes, sir. It is a mess. So, um, all right, hold on. Let's see here. Let's highlight everybody in the comments real quick. What's up, Kanisha, Cynthia, Tracy, Mexican China. Um, and then I guess some more other folks is joining in. But yo, what's what's up? What's up? So, um, fellas, speaking of Texas, you know, we all know that the school shooting happened this week in Uvalde, Texas. Um, was it 18 or 19 kids? I believe the count was 19. Yeah, 19 kids. I, well, I don't know if it was like, I think it was 19, just total, including the teachers. I'm not for sure, but I think it was 19 total. No, it's um it's 19 kids and um and two teachers. Oh wow. So it was a total that's, like so that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so um that's really what it is. Um so that happened this week on Tuesday, and um yeah, absolutely yes, 19 kids, two teachers, absolutely hor horrific event. Um, and actually something that happened, I think yesterday was, um, the husband of one of the teachers died of a heart attack. Like he died of a heart attack, like a day or two after his wife passed. 
Oh yeah, from grief, man. That, yeah. that, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine, you know. And it just shows the importance. I mean, we're in mental health awareness month, but that just shows again the importance of mental health. Like going mm -hmm. through grief, like it can cause mental, emotional, and physical, you know, um, yeah. pain. So, man, some scars I, that don't go away. I'm sorry, well, what's that, bro? I understand there there was a a bit of a delay in the police response and uh all that basically they were saying that you know there's this narrative that the reason why texas has these free-for-all gun laws is because they say the only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun but where's the good guy with the guns they let 19 <laughs> people die yeah. or or get become casualties of this person carrying around this weapon of war. Mm -hmm. But instead, they tackled the, um, what was it? They tackled one of the parents out there trying to break the, trying to get past the blockade to save their kids. And then also the, um, the police yeah, officers went into school and saved their own kids and then came out and left all the other kids in there. But they wouldn't go in there. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And you then, know, like it, they said, it was some police officers that went in there and got their kids and yep. just came out. Exactly. So it, it's crazy, man. You know, for me, it's like cops want the hero; they want to be seen as heroes and all this shit. Well, that was your chance, motherfucker. Exactly. That was your chance to be a hero, and y'all just sat outside like some fucking cowards while the kids were screaming in the building. The parents is. You know, trying to get in there, worried about their kids, and you were you tackling and arresting parents trying to get to their damn kids while you sit outside and do nothing. And you know what though? Um, police actually had a press conference. Texas police uh, or Texas Department of Safety had a at a press conference, and they pretty much admitted, like, yeah, that was that was an error. Like we we made the wrong decision. That was not a good choice. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying at this point. Don't 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 say shit to me about how brave cops are and all this other shit, because you know I see all sorts of bullshit. Like outside of this, it's it's all sorts of BS that just don't prove that. But you know that's the general conversation about the story. But you know something that really kind of hyper focuses to this audience and to this brand is a different story that was out earlier this week or rumors per se. Um, there were rumors started on sites like Reddit and 4chan that they were saying that the um, the shooter was trans. And these were rumors that were being spread on blog sites and, you know, message boards and all that stuff. And um, what happened was people actually, well, first off, the rumor went around and, you know, I, I guess the thing that was, you know, scary to me yet again uh, people really believed the blog sites. People believed the rumors online on these message boards. People were really like, oh, dang, really? No, that's crazy. Like, But they didn't use any verifiable, credible news sources to verify these things. Because like, if the shooter was trans, trust me, that would be in the headlines. The media would report that. And obviously, thankfully, the credible media news organizations with resources track down and you figure the whole thing out turns out people online or whoever started the rumor online stole pictures stole a trans woman's pictures 
and um, and then put put it out as like that's the shooter. So um, actually, you know, shout out to NBC News. NBC News caught this. Uh, here's the headline from NBC News. Those of y'all listening on podcast, we're just doing a little screen share. We're just showing everybody what it looks like. But yeah, essentially, it was it was a baseless accusation rumor online, and it just it really really caught on, especially, you know, within the trans community, because I, I was surprised about this because, um, you know, everybody knows I work for Fox and obviously one of Fox's products is Fox Soul, you know, and uh, we they want to do a segment on Fox Soul. They're like, dang, Chris, you're the man. We, we need some women from the community to talk about this. And I'm reaching out to people and they're like, oh, yeah, one of my girls shared that with me. Dang, isn't that sad? And like they were taking it as truth. It was spreading like wildfire. It's fucking crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, right-wingers on that ish because, you know, and that was the reason why we were trying to have trans women on Fox Soul to talk about it was because we wanted to talk about, like, essentially how harmful this whole thing really could be to the community, like how harmful it can be to share, to, to try and throw the transness in there as part it? of the problem. Huh? Did y'all find did y'all find any uh, women? Because we I found we it. found somebody. Uh, we found okay. we found somebody. Uh, we used um, the homegirl uh, Mika uh, Miko Hicks from Dallas. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so, yeah Miko got on there. She did her thing, and you know Miko's great, articulate, used to being in front of the mic. She knows what she's doing, and she killed it. She straight up killed it. Um, it was a really last minute request because they were like, yo, we need somebody. And it was like, but we need somebody. And we want to do the interview in like 30 minutes from now. And I'm like, you understand this oh, girl's wow. going to get themselves together? Like when wow. it's getting the hair together, getting the makeup, getting they dressed, like it's a whole thing, you know? So it's just like. got to get ready for showtime. Yeah. So it was, it was just that, that was the crazy part of it. But, you know, I checked in with quite a few women and, um, you know, I'm gonna just be real. One of the disturbing parts of uh, one of the responses I got was um, it was one of the people that thought it was real, and they were like, "Yeah, well, you know, I don't think I want to get on TV speaking on it, you know, because I'm not going to speak out against one of my trans sisters, this, this, and this." And you know, I eventually shared with them the NBC News story, but it was just like, "Wait, yo, trans sister, like, yo." I'm sorry, but the sisterhood should not extend to people who shoot and kill children. Yeah, like, like they, what the fuck? I mean, the thing about it is, we live in an era now, in a, in a post, we live in a in an era of alternative facts, and it basically is like people have gotten to the point where they don't really check stuff. It's like all this false information has gotten around, and it continues to be a, a, a pandemic within our culture of misinformation, a pandemic of misinformation, and just the fact that it was so easily believable because people want to believe that only a transgender person would be so sick-minded to go and open fire on an elementary school of people. They, they want to believe that because in essence, um, basically, I feel like they want to have an other, like basically, it's not the gun problem in in, in Texas that mm. you need to worry about. It's the transgender problem. Forget all of the outpour of guns that our 
wonderful governor, you know, thought to, you know, well, find that you don't have to have license. Oh, you can, you know, you need a license to drive a car, but oh, you can go and uh, get you, get you a, a case of Snicker bars and an AR-15 at Walmart, just like that, you know, with no problem. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. the culture of Texas, you know, but. Uh, yeah. I just think it's the um the prop the the proliferation of the 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 narrative that um you know trans women are this mentally unstable group and they're violent and they're deranged and like all this it kind of it takes me back to um what was that Silence of the Lambs like anybody I, I know it's not exactly the same but it's like it, it's it's just weird shit like that that people latch on to. And say, oh yeah, I know those people. They're all like this. They're all like that. It's just like, you know, obviously there are plenty of movies and plenty of media that do not depict anyone uh, who's gender queer or transgender um, as criminals. But you know, there has always been that stigma that yeah, these are all crazy. They're all crazy. That's why they think like that. They're all. They're not really women. They're just men. They're just crazy men. Like that's a narrative that people put out there and you know this kind of ties in with that at least that's well i mean my like perception. i said it would have been you know whoever thought to pull that person's picture and create that narrative mm -hmm. narrative it's like they wanted to pull the attention from the real narrative and that's the gun violence in this country we've had just not what not even a month ago up there in new york was it not New York. Oh, Buffalo, oh, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Buffalo, New York. You know, this is becoming this this type of thing makes me sick to to call myself an American, you know, and I feel like all these years we've been taught that, you know, this is normal. You know, I grew up in the Columbine era, you know. I grew up in a time when, you know, this was just, you know, this was an outrage the first time it happened. Second time, third, fourth, and then after, like, we, we've become so desensitized to it, I, I really fear, you know, the reason a narrative like that carries any water is because people want to have somebody to blame. And it's like, obviously, a transgender person, you know, feels rejected in the world. So mm -hmm. that's the narrative they want to speak. So obviously, because they feel rejected, maybe... Maybe a child might have said something to them that made them feel, you know. I, I mean, I'm just trying who to. Who knows? I, I basically, I'm trying to feel like where is their mind going with that narrative? Yeah, they who knows? feel like a transgender person has the motive to want to do I, such an evil thing, I, but in actuality, mm -hmm. it could be so many other factors: home life, uh, just access, and that's mm -hmm. the one thing we that that's been talked about is access to weapons in this state. Is just too, it's just too grand, you know. The one thing the governor should do, which Beto stepped up to him, which I'm glad he did. Like, okay, I'm not a huge fan of Beto, but as far as you know, somebody, you know, speaking truth to power, that was a good thing that he did. You know, basically, he's saying this is your call. You have blood on your hands. You have all those cronies like Ted Cruz you know, standing right there saying, you're a disgrace, this shouldn't be politicized. Well, you kind of work in the political field. You have the power to change things and make sure this doesn't happen again. 
but you choose not to. You just want to give everybody thoughts and prayers and then blame it on something. Well, that yeah, has rinse and repeat. That's the cycle. I'm sorry, Adonis, you had, you had something, bro? Yeah, y'all yeah, hit on some good points, but um, going back to the conversation, let's, mm -hmm. let's address two things. Um, number one, this isn't the first um, mass shooting or school shoot. And we know if we're just going by, if we're identifying individuals by the orientation and their gender identity, we know that cis men um, have the majority of the shooting. So even let's just say mm -hmm. in this um, smoke and mirrors thing that they're trying to use, um, this false narrative as if though uh, people of trans experience um, are just taking time bombs and that's mm. what we should focus our issue. You used to have in history, historically, that has been cis men who have been doing the shootings. So even if they wanted to even play the narrative, it's okay, but this is the pattern. And then secondly, so you said you spoke to one of the, one of the young women, they said, well, I don't really want to speak against my one of my sisters and what bothers me with that is here's the thing uh, i call them default characteristics if it was another black um houstonian um trans amorous man and he did some shit like that i don't give a damn if we're talking about being an equitable society and right is right is wrong is wrong fuck the context that's wrong i'm not gonna not speak what's right or even speak quote-unquote against him if he did some shit when he went into a school and murdered all these innocent children and individuals. So I think um, in this culture right now, we want to make sure that, you know, we're so conscious and woke, but we want to be conscious of not not to, not. we want to be conscious not to um, speak against people who are already marginalized, but that doesn't give you uh, a get jail out of a get free get out of jail free card to do some shit if it's wrong and you're about what's equitable then you need you need to be willing to speak on it regardless of what default characteristics you show and that's just my opinion with anyone you know what man i feel you on that like essentially i ain't gonna lie i've done i've done something similar where you know let's say something's happening hey man that's that's one of my brothers like that's my brother this this and this but if I find out this nigga's doing some junk, excuse my language, if I find out this man is doing something foul and foul, oh, all right, well, yeah, have have at it. I ain't, you know, I'm I'm good, you know, <laughs> like right. I'm down yeah. to rep for black men, but you have to you have to look at it like your marginalization as a culture doesn't basically give everybody in your community the free with all to do something like that. So, I mean, like you have to look at the person first. Yeah. Before you look at what their identity is, who is the person, what mm -hmm. is their motive? What brought them to this point? You know, but yeah, I think absolutely. a lot of times people just want to look at, Oh, well, if they was trans, obviously they had a reason to do it, you know, but they like what you was trying to sell them, tell them is like, this story is false. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. true. You need to you need to go on and say, stop putting this stuff on our community because it's really those those MAGA guys and people and and, and, and I don't even know like this young actually I, I looked at the original article. I understand yeah. that all of the um all of the victims and the shooter were of uh Hispanic or Latino descent. So what I look at it now, this is 
probably offside from the conversation, I believe that there wasn't as much interest invested in stopping this tragedy because I think in essence, the governor wants these gun laws to work just like this. Let them kill all each other so we don't have to do it. Mm. You know? I, I honestly that, think that he, he got to kick back from approving it with the NRA. And I mean, he doesn't have to deal with the consequences as much as everyone else does. Like, I doubt very seriously in our lifetime that we're going to see a situation where someone kicks in the governor's mansion and shoots him or anywhere uh, where he or she, where their kids go to school and things of that nature. So they have special privileges. So to them, it's out of sight. Out yeah, of they mind. got security. They got, yeah, they got it's the outside, out of mind. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure he got a big payout from the NRA. Uh, he does. He, he, him, um, and Ted Cruz are like two of the like highest paid politicians from the NRA, which doesn't make sense to me because Texas is a state where you don't really have to worry about laws going against guns. Like, go spend that money in California or somewhere else where you can actually, you know, I don't know. But either way, um, politics aside, I do feel bad for that um, that young transgender woman who had her picture stolen and then put out there for the internet to, you know, say, and, and say all sorts of things about, and, uh, you know, her name is Sam. And, uh, you know, I really do feel, I really do feel bad for Sam having her picture stolen and put out there. And, you know, who knows, there might be somebody crazy thinking who thinks it's true and, you know, might be out to get hurt, you know, like, who knows what this could lead to? You know, danger is always, you know, present, you know, for trans women. And, and I, I feel like we need to be a lot more sensitive about the situations we put women in the trans community in because, um, you know, people are violent. They're dangerous. And when I say people, yes, men, men are dangerous and violent. We, we, we can be. So I'm not Mr. You know, man bash or anything like that, but we got to recognize reality. So is what it is but um fellas did y'all have any final thoughts on this um on this fake internet rumor thing before we move on um yeah um i just want to say uh people (laughs) check your facts please before you just go and believe stuff like people will make up whatever narrative that they want to make up to make you hate who they hate so please just check your facts yeah, this, this woman, you know, was going on about her life, you know, was posting up and telling people what she was struggling with. And somebody, you know, had the bad nature to say, hey, this person looks like somebody that would do that type of thing. Let me just slap their face on the story and, you know, post it out. And now that person has to be they have to atone for the collateral damage of another person's recklessness. So don't wreck nobody's life like that. It's bad. It's hard enough in this world just trying to walk out the door if you are a transgender person, let alone if you're being made infamous for something you didn't even do. Absolutely. Um, in addition to that, um, because I know, again, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and then people spoke about mental health, and they just, um, I want to make it clear that there are people who are properly diagnosed with certain mental conditions who get the care and the help that they need and that violent acts are not synonymous with mental conditions 
and diagnosis. Like people think, oh, well, and I hate to say it, but I'm quoting people. Um, oh, well, you know, they're crazy or this, that. Like you having a mental condition that is not synonymous with you committing violent acts. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I do hate how that's like literally thrown out whenever anybody does any, commits any crime at all. It's like, oh, you, you know, mental health was an issue. And it's like mental health is always thrown in there now. Right. With everybody. And I mean, I work in the news, so I'm, I'm literally getting all the stories about all these shooters and, you know, listening to the press conferences when people are defending them and all that kind of stuff. So, eh, anywho. Uh, so, fellas, um, I saw a video posted online and <laughs> it kind of it kind of resonated with my experience. And I kind of, I just, I really felt like I needed to address it because these things are all over the fucking internet. And um, so, you know, once upon a time, you know, it was about about 15 years ago when I was like searching the internet, looking for any sort of media, articles, forums, chat room space for men who are attracted to trans women. Like I was trying to figure things out, just trying to, look for answers, see what people are saying. Here's some thought on the subject. Um, yeah, I want shit out there. You know, really the only thing that I saw out there was um, what I came across the most was like these, all these videos from like these like British or Australian white guys. No, oh, wow. <laughs> and, 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 and they were always talking about, you know, their escapades you know, in Thailand with the lady boys and um, somebody had posted this and I was just like, dude, this shit is fucking weird. Some guy made this video and, and actually I'm, I'm astounded. This video got 17 million views. Like, wow. But yeah, he made this video called like the land of lady boys and he's sitting there talking about, you know, yeah, you can really, you can get one for this much and do this and do that. And they're all over the place and they're everywhere. And, you know, like he's just talking about it and it's kind of like some fucking like National Geographic shit, you know, like it was really, I don't know. It, it, it really was. It felt like it was not it was not a video that humanized these women as actual human. Like they weren't human beings. They were sex objects that you could partake in while you're on your vacation or your, your sex trip. Like it was really like on some sex tourism kind of shit. It was really weird, but some somebody had posted this online today, and I saw it. I'm like, the fuck? And it was like some really. I'm not gonna lie. It was it, it's it sounded a little racist too, because like the guy was like, yeah. Um, and I'm sorry. I wish I, I wish I would have had time to clip this up. We could have played snippets of it. I really don't want to air this thing out there too much. But he was like commenting. He was like saying, yeah, the uh, uh, Thai men as a race are like often docile and feminine to begin with, and that's why there's so many lady boys there. And I'm like, oh, wow. wow, the Thai the Thai race, Thai men as a race, what? I saw I like, saw the the video in the group. I didn't watch it all the way. Yeah, man, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna keep it a book. That's not the first time I've heard someone say that as well. Yeah, I, I just. Like, so, so here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though, dude. Whenever I see any of these videos, and, you know, I'm just talking about my experience, 
and what I've seen out there. But I don't see too many of these British guys talking about their experience with trans women in real life where they're living. Like it's always some sex tourism shit in Southeast Asia. And like the way that he talked about them and the way that I'm like, it's obvious this dude got zero experience with trans women. Like he has no real life experience. All he knows is I go to a country and I treat these people like sex objects and I don't really give a fuck. And I just, you know, well, that, that's just what us British white people do. Like, whatever. It's you know, all this shit's here for us anyways. Yeah, well, it's straight like, fetishism. It, it really is straight fetishism, yes. And I, I really don't like validating the whole fetishizer narrative because that's used on us all the time when it's not applicable. Or even if it is, so, you know, it's not in this way. Because, um, I mean, these women, the way that he was talking, like, these women were very disposable. It's, they seemed disposable to him in the way that he was coming off. But it isn't just him. There's, I, I've seen, you know, videos with these, you know, older, white, British, Australian guys, and they're just, like, going on and on about, you know, lady boy this, lady boy that, and it's just like, it, but it's all, like, a conquest to them and shit. I mean, I know, it's weird. We remember the sound bite, even though it wasn't referring to trans women. We remember the sound mm-hmm. bite that Donald Trump said about grabbing mm-hmm. grabbing women anyway, and you know that they seem that they're disposable. So I think that it's a certain sense of entitlement that a lot of um, individuals have when dealing with either um, sex workers or just dealing with women who are not their wives or family members. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lower value system. Like these people are just here for my entertainment and my disposal. And then, you know, they have no life outside of pleasing me. And I have no interest in knowing what their life is outside of this work that they do to please me. It's like you basically, you say that the sex tourism, I get to go here and get treated like royalty. It's like here in the mm. state, it's not much different when you have these these uh, men going into these Asian massage parlors that are discreet. You know, they don't value those women that are in there. And a lot of times you have sex trafficking going on. I mean, it's really mm. not that different here in the States. We have sex trafficking. They have people that go out there to tour just for those particular experiences. And they have no inclination as to why the culture a lot why is this so deep in the culture it's just like hey man i can go to this country and you know get my rocks off for pennies on a dollar you know or whatever you know yeah yeah and not to mention we know that um society we can even speak about over here in america if you look back to a lot of um unfortunately not not, not to change the narrative but like true crime and it, that's my thing if you look at a lot of victims mm-hmm. it's often sex workers because in the past they felt so they were disposable um mm-hmm. and we're gonna keep it a book law enforcement went on they weren't um advantageous and weren't just like really having that much heat behind if someone if it was homicide if it was a sex worker you know um it's mm-hmm. just recently now that these are also people they matter their lives matter to where they start doing their due diligence when they are being um killed not saying it's perfect but a lot better than it was to say the 1980s so mm-hmm. i mean we got a long way to go but it's just been an ongoing thing in the culture that 
Um, unfortunately, you can treat a certain demographic of individuals a certain way because, you know, um, they're quote unquote beneath and their, mm. their lives are not of value, which we know this BS. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, we're having this conversation, you know, for the men out there, we're having this conversation just so you could be aware of these things, because, you know, we have friends, all of us here on the show, you know, we have friends and we hear certain things and stories from them. And, you know, a lot of this is just sharing our thoughts, but also relaying information to the fellas, you know, to men across the Internet. Um, and that's kind of what a lot of this is going, just so, you know, the guys who are listening can understand why we're really doing this. And, um, you know, Adonis, to your point about, you know, the police not caring, or it's most a lot of it being sex workers, that's why it became a trope on drama TV. The dead True. trans hooker. Yeah. Like, that's it. Mm, yeah. I you know, that. those were the only parts some girls could get, you know, even up until the early 2000s. You know, yeah. so it's just like that is that that's why it became a trope because it is that has happened quite a bit. Now, on the other side of it, guys, I will say, um, as a man who loves the fuck out of a strip club, I love the fuck out of strip clubs. I'm a strip club guy. Love them. Strip club. Love them. I was in Magic City. Almost every week when I lived in Atlanta, fucking love the place. Hi, Link, but, I um, love private um parties with strippers. I'm with you. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, that's what's up. Well, but know, like, I guess it's, we love them strippers. Yeah, I love yeah, them strippers. Yeah, yeah, we love them strippers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, real talk is like when these guys show up into the when they go to the massage parlor when they at the strip club, like nobody's thinking. Um, this is somebody who's being trafficked and I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think most guys are even aware that that could be even be a possibility. Let's keep it a book. How many times has it went through our heads? Because until you just said it, it was like, it oh, has, damn. As as I am, I've never been like, you know what? They could possibly be in traffic. Like, no, it hasn't to me. I just tip well. I might buy a bottle. <laughs> right. I might throw some money around, but like, I'm not looking at it like, oh, dang. I'm like, because the way that I see strip clubs or even, you know, let's just say prostitution, whatever it is, I believe it's, I, I always see it as a relationship with well-defined boundaries, you know, right? between the hours of this and this at the strip club, we have our fun. But when I leave, I don't know you, you don't know me. We have no relationship. We have no connection. I'm not chasing you down. You ain't, yeah. Like I gave you a couple of dollars and I got to act a fool in the club with my boys and that's it. That's actually kind of why I like it so much because it's so well defined. Cause you can go to a regular nightclub and these chicks will chase you down. They'll they'll stalk your social media. Like they'll be all up in your DMs. Like dang, so I thought we really, you know, no. I mean, cause if we did, I would have, I would have, I would have hit you in the DMs what, instead of you hitting me. Like. <laughs> So it's just like, that's why I like it because it's just well-defined and it's just like, you don't run it. You you rarely run into issues with strippers trying to holler at you once you leave that place. And that's kind of like, even with that, the, it's, I guess it's the transaction of it with the, the, I'm sorry, the happy ending, you know, massage workers, even that, it's like, okay, I know I'm going in here. I'm going to pay to have this. And then... You have your money. I had my good time, and we're gonna part ways, and I'll never see you again. But like, I, 
But just I mean, guys just don't really think aborted. about the, the sex trafficking I, part because it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is that, that sex trafficking stuff is real. And even though we know it's out there, we I still never think about it, even when I'm in a strip club. And I guess maybe I should. Now you and I, I both mean, I don't want to do a with mean, strip clubs, but in that environment, the strip club is generally uh, uh, women, you know, voluntarily uh, tipping out so that they can, you know, dance. Now there are other scenarios where you might have a person who is being, you know, essentially slaved out. You know, like when when you go into one of those seedy kind of places with no windows and you know mm -hmm. like a front person and then you go to the back and you know i'm not saying i've been there but i heard about the jeffrey epstein story so i know it's kind of like a similar thing you you pay up front you go in the back somebody meets you get a rub down and happy ending whatever you know and like you say most men who go to these establishments you're not thinking oh like i want to go and you know get someone who i know is being trafficked it's like I just want to go and do something that makes me feel good. And no, I don't care about who's getting exploited in the process. I guess I think the difference between, you know, and, and I'm going to just say me, because I don't know how every other guy views the strip club, but at the end of the day, um, those strippers are still people and I would never do anything that would demean them or intentionally embarrass them or degrade them. You know, um, they I wouldn't go beyond whatever limit they have for themselves, but it's just like I just see a difference between that and what what was offered on these, you know, videos from these these British and Australian men that are, you know, talking about these lady boys as if they're not even people. They're just objects for the sexual pleasure. And like, we don't care. And I, I, it just seems weird to me, but I, I feel like there's a difference, but maybe there isn't. I don't know. There, there, is, um, there is a difference, Chris. I mean, the way they talk about it is it's like going on safari and, and playing with the animals. That, that exactly. You're right. You're right about that. It is definitely a lot of that. There's a lot a, of that privilege. A of dehumanization mm -hmm. to these, these individuals. Like they say, it's like for them, it's like the equivalency of going out on safari and, and petting a, a wild animal or something, you know? But instead, you're you're talking about people who have lives, and they don't look at it like that. It's just like, you know, for some people, you know, as long as they have money, they have power to to make anybody bend to their will. And some people yeah. really, really take that in stride. It's like some people love the idea of just being and say, if I give you money, I can buy you. You know, and, and it's different in that culture as opposed to in maybe in a culture where you have more rights and stuff. But I don't know. Um, I really don't I mean, know that's already at work here in America. Real talk. Like it's plenty of men with, with money and power that, you know, scoop up young girls and like, all right, I'm bankrolling your life. Now you do what I say. Uh, uh, that shit was like like on season one of Pose. Yeah, yeah I, mean, the, the, I mean, like I say, prostitution is one of the oldest um, jobs, <laughs> like yeah. oldest professions of the world. So you know, it's 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 nothing new. It's just they have yeah. they find inno new innovative ways of doing it. That's facts, and you know, the internet definitely helps out with that. Um, Why well, I 
I've never partaken. I've definitely considered it once upon a time. Um, because frankly, I was tired of uh, <laughs> once once upon a time in my dating life, I was tired of everybody looking for a relationship and making trying to make me responsible for their feelings. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I just want casual sex anyways and just to be single for now. So why not just why not just pay somebody and just have my fun? And, and now I know I don't have to worry about them catching feelings or hanging around or whatever else. Like, you know, that's a whole other topic. That's Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm just saying I, I, I considered it. Listen, I, I, I'll be real with you. I've been there before. Like, I and my older brother uh, has also said, like, in so many ways, you paying um, on the front end or the back end, you're tricking off something, whether it may be your, if it's not your money, it's your time. Um, one of the things, you know, that you're doing when you, mm -hmm. again, you're boarding services, whatever that may be. So it's different forms of payments. It doesn't have to all be monetary, neither. Monetary. There's that. It's definitely that. So, I don't know, fellas. I appreciate y'all just kicking it. Because this is a kickback session. We just talking about what, like, we didn't produce up no topics. We just letting the conversation take us wherever and just kicking it tonight, um, you know, real relaxed. Um, but Let me I do. Remember. Wait, are we finished with the combo? Because now a question popped in my head. I want, I want Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. All right, so, <laughs> so in this situation, have y'all ever been in a situation where you're dating somebody, you're getting to know them, and like they want to pursue pursue sex, and y'all and y'all were from the standpoint like, nah, let's wait. Or have y'all never had that happen? Hmm. I have, but that's because I come from you know conservative ass like middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. So Ooh, in my okay. younger days, I, I've had women that were like, "Yo, I'm legit saving it for marriage," and I respected it, and I'm like, "All right." Like okay. that's 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 what you want. you believe in that that strongly to get yourself through college without having sex once I I gotta respect. So I'm I've, I've had that if, happen. If they were if they if they were if they were the ones trying to initiate sex, have y'all? Oh, and point you point didn't point. want to. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Quiet, yes. You know, I had a Dave yeah. Chappelle moment when when he was in half baked when when um when he asked if you ever sucked. Have you ever sucked dick for marijuana? He's like, no, I can't say that I have. Those were the words that, but they they came to mind just like that. I can't say that I have that. That that's no son. That's not a problem that I can say that I've tussled with in my mind. It's like maybe oh, you have, know when yeah. you get to a certain level and you really are trying to be judicious with your sexual partners or you're trying to keep your body count down, but. Uh, Ultimately, that usually only happens if I'm not attracted to it. I mean, period. Mm. Like, I, I'm not going to, generally speaking, I don't really do that. Like, I could recall one time when I had a, uh, somebody that I was cool with, you know, they'd come visit or whatever. You know, we do to do, and then they just kind of leave. And I'm like, wait a minute. Was I just a, <laughs> you know, it felt weird because after a while I was like, well, you just want to come, you know, do to do and then leave is like I kind of feel like I'm being you. <laughs> well, well what, what more did you want out of it? <laughs> did you want? I mean, at least a little bit of cuddle time. Okay. You know. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, but now I don't care. I don't care now. 
But there was a time where I was like, well, damn, I just made all this, you know, good loving to you. I can't get a cuddle. He's like, oh, I, I have to go now. Like, you know, it was like the, <laughs> hey. you, ever, you ever heard of the Marcus Graham effect? <laughs> no, Marcus nah. Graham effect. From Boomerang, remember when he fell oh, in love with Robin? Oh yeah, Gibbons? yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. just wanted oh, to get, yeah. but he fell in love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, I mean I don't know, man. I ain't never had that that situation. I I ain't gonna front. I've been more than happy for people to leave my house afterwards. Um, yeah, hop on the PlayStation or something. <laughs> no, I, I mean after the pandemic, I, I told I'm with you on that, Chris. Matter of fact, I got yeah. I got to come get back on that uh on that uh. Oculus, so I could. So I could oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Ray was over at my at my spot this past weekend, and um, I had him try the VR headset. But um, Adonis, what you was saying though, man, like, yeah, I think it all it goes back to 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 how men view women, and a lot of men, just like women, we know if we just want to fuck you or we want more from you, right? And women know if they're gonna fuck you or just not at all. Like they know if they're gonna friends on you. Or they're going to fuck you. They know. They know. Just like we know. And so what happened with me was it was this girl and I was like, okay, you're not in the fuck column. You're not in the skeet and skedaddle column. You're in the, I'm going to be respectable towards you and and, and, and I'm not going to do all that right off, right off top column. Like, so yeah. she wanted it and I was like, I'm like, nah, like I'm good. Just let me fall asleep. And, um, and she kicked me out, and I had to walk home at like four in the morning. Four, oh, and like oh, it was like four thirty. Oh, she she wanted some, and I didn't. I didn't want to do that with her right then and there. I'm like, all right, well, let's not rush it. This, this, and this. Like, I just for whatever reason, I didn't want to do that. And and also, um, you know, it's also being judicious myself because what happens is you you especially when it's a girl you know that likes you. You break her off with some dick and see what happened. Oh yeah, feelings sure. gonna fucking yeah. light like fire. When I may not feel completely that way, and now I'm responsible for your feelings, and now I'm the bad guy, and I'm a piece of shit, and I'm all these things. So I was just being smart as well. Like, nah, not right now. Like, I would have, like, I would have eventually, but yeah, I had to walk <laughs> home. I was mad as fuck. I didn't talk to that girl for like three months. I was mad. I was tired and mad as hell. It was a long night party. And it was like four thirty in the morning. I got home and the sun was just the, the sky was getting light blue. By the time I got home and um, uh, yeah, we didn't talk for a few months. I was mad, but yeah, that shit did happen to me though. Ugh. Damn, yeah, I would have been mad. It's hell walking <laughs> home. Hey, you, you tired as hell? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I made the right decision. <laughs> Now looking back at it, would you have made a different decision? So let me just go ahead and break off real quick. Nah, man. Nah, because you know, I was in a frat, and you know, if you're not Greek, what you what you gotta understand about the Greek system is at Greek the Greek system itself is like a little high school. Everybody know everybody business, everybody it's so much gossip and shit get around, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need anybody speaking on my name, talking about my business. Nope. Nope. So I, I was I still wouldn't have. When they done it, I just wouldn't have went home with her. I just would have, I would have walked her home. Yeah. I would have gotten her home safe and then went home instead of trying to just crash there instead of going home. That's the only thing I would have done different. 
Okay. Uh, I feel that. Yeah. Story time. <laughs> Good question, though, man. Good question, though. But it is that whole like, but you know what? When it is that shit, it's like, yo, um, lady, you're in the fuck column and you're trying to put me, you're trying to move from the fuck column to the relationship column and you ain't, it ain't never, that transfer ain't gonna happen. I guess like, for me, it's just like, you know, the way my life is set up right now, I just, you know, like you say, skeet and skedaddle or whatever. I I have a life set up where I don't want to be accountable. I don't want to be accountable to nobody but myself and my mm-hmm. family right now, you know. And with all due respect, you know, I, you know, I, I do understand some women want a level of they want a level of your time, that quality of time, you know. But it's like when you get into that relationship column. You know, you start that quality time requirement becomes larger. And for now, I'm just not at that level. I'm like, I'm more of like a, hey, I got time right now. What you doing type of person? So, you know, if it don't, you know, if you can't meet me where I'm at right now, I mean, I I just have to let you Mm -hmm. go, you know, Mm -hmm. find what you're looking for elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's just not where I'm at. Not saying I'll Mm -hmm. never get there, but that's not where I'm at right now. Look, if I have like a couple of strong uh, friends with benefits situations, at least about like three or four of them, just so mm-hmm. you know, everybody like we know what it is. Um, nobody like, and I'm not gonna lie, it was one I was like, you know what, we've we been dealing for for years off and on, mm-hmm. and I was like, <laughs> I said, you know what, we've been doing this for a minute. Listen, if neither one of us um in a relationship about this symbol, let's let's try to like uh let's see where this thing goes. They tell me, oh, now, nah, if you want to be with me like that, then you want to be with me now. If not, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. I was like, all right, I respect it. <laughs> I mean, you can respect that. But, you know, sometimes you, you do deal with certain people. And then it's kind of like you, you kind of just fall into, like, this cycle where it's like you don't really have much of an expectation. You're just good with where things are. You and this person, y'all link up, y'all have a good time, y'all say y'all goodbyes, but it's never, like, a goodbye it's more like what they say uh our watch until i see you again you know yeah mm-hmm. so um basically well, i could definitely say you know some of them but but some of them do don't some of them you never had any of them warm up to like uh you know you get used to somebody and you start seeing them a different way kind of shit yeah absolutely. it does happen but you know it it can be a little it can get a little muddy if both people don't get there you know like you might Mm -hmm. you might be cool with the way things are and then or they might be cool with the way things are and then one person wants to move forward and it's like well whoa wait up you know i thought we was good where we was at you know and you know Mm -hmm. I, i guess because of the culture we're in you know it's like people are just not in a rush like we not in a and we don't live in times where you know being married and having a family and all that, you know, is really as much of an asset as it used to be. You know, it's more of like, it's more of an, an ideal that some people, in my opinion, still live by. Like you have to get married and, you know, start a family and buy a house and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, it comes down to if that's a move I'm going to make with somebody, I have to see them as a business partner first. Mm. Okay. I'm I can't, yeah, I can't uh I can't tie the knot with somebody I don't trust handling business because 
Yeah. When the push come to shove, if I'm in that accident or if I'm in that hospital bed, I need somebody I can trust to make the right decision in my best interest. And right. if you don't, if I can't trust you with that particular duty, we don't, mm-hmm. we can't make that. I can't move forward in that, in that right. Okay. No, I respect that. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, financial infidelity is a thing. It's a thing. And, um, you know, that's definitely a reason why some people, uh, get divorced because the other person's skimming money out of the shared bank account or, you know, saving a much money or got all, all this, all these financial dealings that they haven't told their spouse about. Cause you know, when you're married, like all the shit is y'all's ain't no, his money and her money is everybody shares everything period. That's the way the law sees it. You don't get to keep any money away from your spouse, especially when y'all get divorced. All that shit is both of y'all. Right. Uh, speaking of which, you saw. Well, I know we pressed for time, but did y'all That's cool? Y'all saw this stuff with DMX's common law wife. Um, nah, man. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I have to send an article to you, but um, in so many so in so in so many words, um, she didn't get any money from his estate because she was his common law wife. But this was in New York. Now I know in Texas they have common law, but in New York they don't. Uh, and so you had like I mean, it, it was a great divide amongst all these women in the, in um on Facebook. They, someone was that's what happens when you're not a wife. But then you know you some women was like, well, still it's common law, but common law is only common law. Nah, it's where it's common law, you know. Yeah, you bet. Just go, just sign a fucking piece of paper. Like, come on now. Like some some people, it is one of them situations where it's like, yo, we go where we have right now. Let's just be cool. And the girl was like, oh, okay. And just fall for the bullshit. And then she ended up with nothing. I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, some people are Damn. so invested in, you know, being a wife or a husband sometimes. They don't take mm-hmm. consideration that the person that they choose don't want to be the complimentary part. You know what I mean? Well, I think for, for DMX, and I don't know how rich or poor he was, so we're not going to speak to that or make any assumptions on that part. But, you know, a lot of times when somebody is famous and known, you know, they're guarded with who can hurt them, who's a liability, who's an asset. Because to guys like that, you know, marriage can be a liability because you could legit lose half your shit. Is this worth losing half your shit over? I I don't know. You know, I'm not rich, so I can't answer that. I am only, you know, middle class. (laughs) <laughs> pushing the middle class <laughs> maybe the upper middle class but still not rich yeah so well, that's a totally different culture up there you know from oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah entertainment world like who knows but that's crazy though Adonis that because I, I saw they got a kid together and all that stuff and uh, she don't get nothing from it yeah. but you know I got a yeah, that's crazy. I guess you got to really check the state laws. I would have assumed that she would common law. I, I always thought common law wife was just the same as if y'all just went and, you know, signed the document no. go down to the courthouse. And and this also depends on the state. In Texas, it's a real thing. They say in New York, it's not. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Fuck. Well, you know, hey, RIP DMX. Got much love for that man. I love all the rap artists that, you know, really 
was was hot when I was young. So, you know, DMX was hot when I was young. I'm old. <laughs> well, DMX, Ludacris, Yin Yang Twins, Lil John, like all them niggas, the early 2000s. Yeah, <laughs> in that era. I, yeah, that was the high school, college, all that junk. So, anywho. Um, so, yeah, we're going to bump on out, fellas, because... You know, we done we done hit the hour mark, but I appreciate yeah, y'all just hanging out and chilling. Like I love these just dope chill sessions like this, cause and everything don't gotta be super heavy all the time, and uh, I, I'm cool with it. So we could talk about whatever the fuck, cause you know at the end of the day, black men talking, sharing their points of view and opinions, that's just important. It is important that people hear from us and hear what we think about certain things. And, uh, you know, hopefully some people have listened to what we said today and, you know, taken something from it or agree or disagree with it, whatever. But, you know, if you disagree with it, just listen to the next show. If you agree with it, leave a like on the video, (laughs) drop a comment of support. Um, But, you know, I am. Let me see if I have this thing ready. Oh, fuck. I don't have it ready. Um, Sorry. But yeah, we do have an email for the podcast. So, you know, uh, you guys can reach out to us there. Oh, where, where's that damn thing go? I kind of swear I just put it in. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. Sorry. That's, I just read Tracy's uh, statement. She said, sex tourism for the men who can't get none at home, class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something that, like, I, I'm a part of a black travel group, and that's something that comes up quite a bit. is black men saying, yo, fellas, go down to Belize, go down to here, go to Nigeria, go over there, go this, go to Jamaica, go women to treat you like royalty down there. They know how to treat a man. They know this, this, and this. Like, they're selling these travel destinations as places that, you know, they feel like black men will get the respect that they deserve from black women because for whatever reason, they are not getting respect or don't feel like they're getting respect. I don't know. I don't have any problem with that. I have no problem with black women myself. Yeah. In my life, I get all the respect I need from black women right here in America. But that is a thing, you know, as well on the, on the black side of things. Just kind of pulling it back yeah. a little bit. But, um, yo, y'all check it. Men like us podcast at gmail.com. If you got any questions, you got any videos you want us to react to, send the email right there. Comments, concerns, feedback, whatever. I will get back to you as soon as I see your email. I don't check the email uh, inbox that often, maybe once in a couple of days. But, you know, show ideas, things you want to hear us talk about, drop it in there, menlikeuspodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can reach us. That's the place to go. So, um, with that, we are going to be the fuck out of here. Uh, before we go, fellas, y'all have any Memorial Day weekend plans? Man, I'm cleaning out the garage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that go double, man. I'm going to get this double time pay. That's what I'm going to do. Might, I, might, right, I might, right. might have to swing by uh, this week. We'll, we'll see what it do, Chris. We might have to do a, a, men, on, a, men, a men Like Us on location podcast. <laughs> I'm with it, bro. I'm down. I'm with it. Everybody in Houston, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, like, show up. <laughs> you got the you got the real estate. Come on, bro. For sure, for sure. 
So yeah, hey, I'm with it, fellas. I'm with it. I love connecting with brothers. So, um, but with that, we are going to bump out, and we will see y'all next weekend. Now, next weekend, we will be doing an educational show um, about world history, ancient cultures, in relation to the idea, the concept of the third gender, transgenderism, all that kind of stuff. And we're really here to show people that this stuff isn't new. This is a part, this has been a part of cultures across time. And, you know, really to kind of like um, dispel the, the the narrative that, you know, this is some new stuff and it's from white people and it's destroying the black man and it has no place in society and it's perverted, it's unnatural, it's all these things, like all that other crap that people just who don't have the knowledge really think, we're, we're going to really dispel a whole lot of that. So I got some um, educated brothers coming on and they're going to drop some knowledge for us next week. So be ready for that. So with that, we are out and we'll see y'all next week. All right, be easy.